0: Keep it on the rotation. We're we're live here, Whisper Nation. Great to have you with us here on this Friday afternoon, the 20th of November. We got Thanksgiving next week. This weekend, though, here, we're getting you ready for the Week 11 matchups, the News and Nuggets episode of the Fantasy Whispers. here. I'm Austin Sear. Joined by my panel of hosts, we've got Johnny Game Time Hicks. You can catch him on Twitter at hit him with the handle, Johnny.
1: Johnny underscore Game Time.
0: There we are, and Big Travi as well. Big Travi, where can they
2: find you on Twitter at? I'm at, on Twitter at Big TFW. I believe Johnny works his magic and puts those on the screen for the people too.
1: Yeah, I do. They're, they're right on right. there. And so, yeah, they fully spelt out how they are. It's perfect
2: the magic man, Johnny, the magic graduated from
0: Hogwarts back in. 08. <laughs> we have got all of the tricks and the tools here to help you get our Twitter handle straight into your face. We are going through the news and nuggets from around the NFL, helping you get prepared for this weekend's action. And Johnny Travis, we're headed of week 11. we got just a few weeks before the playoffs kick in. Anything you'd like to share with Whisper Nation before the comments and questions start coming in the chat and we start delving into these news and nuggets?
1: Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, we will help you through these tough decisions. And uh, these these next few weeks are going to get a little bumpy. Um, and we're going to deal with some of those. We're going to talk about some of those injuries and and things like that that throw real wrenches in your lineups, but uh, we're going to get you over those hurdles, get you the right guys in those lineups, uh, so that way you can get into the promised land. That's what the I have. The
0: only thing you have to fear is Adam Gase himself. That <laughs> yeah. is it. I love no that. Uh, what about you, Big Trav?
2: I piggybacks on Johnny's point a little bit. I was talking with somebody on the matchup show, and it's funny how we become analysts, but then we're also like, Fancy football therapists for people out there. So if it, if you're dealing with some uh, some issues with your team and you need somebody's shoulder to cry on, we're here for you. Look, I, I have people in the DM asking me if if we've if anybody's seen Joe Mixon. Has anybody seen Joe Mixon lately? I, I mean, I'm worried about the guy. I, I just I uh, don't know <laughs> if he's around, but I'm here for Whisper Nation. We'll try and help you out. Oh
0: my God, Travi, I love that. It is that time of the year, and if you're here for looking for a support network, hey, maybe you went off and you know, made the wise decision to draft Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott, and George Kittle, you know? And if you want to go ahead and talk about what that's done to your fantasy record, we've got people here who can understand and empathize with you fully. But we are moving forward because, as Johnny said, have no fear. There is always an alternative path ahead. Somebody on your waiver wire is going to have a monster game at every single position. Let's help you find out which ones those are. So with no further ado, we have got, The Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley week 11 looks like he is going to play against the saints. He doesn't have an injury designation on the team's final practice report. It's going to be a full go, but he has been a little bit hit and miss here, Johnny. So how are you feeling right now about Calvin Ridley specifically? And how does this impact the other pass catchers and playmakers for the Atlanta Falcons?
1: I mean, I'm firing him up. If if he's playing, I'm, I'm giving it a go. I'm going to trust the coaching staff and, um, you know, the matchup, I'm not too afraid of it. Yes, it will impact uh, a little bit of Julio Jones, but like we've seen this story over and over again and, and the impact is good. It's beneficial for both Julio and Calvin Ridley when they're both on the field. Uh, and this is also good news for Matt Ryan. I know he's going to be needed to be streamed, uh, this week. So it bodes well for those people who, uh, were looking for, you know, a, a good little uptick here late in the late in the week
2: yeah six total games in which calvin ridley and julio jones have been fully healthy with matt ryan and in those games he averages 25 points per game so you really like matt ryan's prospects with both guys back
0: i love those points to include here um great matchup too, exciting divisional showdown between the falcons and the saints that's going to be i expect an exciting game to witness Um, but the baltimore ravens have a running back committee made of nightmares themselves. Uh, but Mark Ingram did not practice this Thursday. He's missed the last several weeks. Um, but this Thursday practice, he was able to suit up. And is there is there anything you're looking up? We did see him get some game time in last time. We think he's going to be moving forward. He's not really playing that well. How are you looking, Travis, right now at Mark Ingram and the rest of the both running backs and playmakers out of Baltimore?
2: Yeah, if all three are are healthy, which it looks like Ingram's going to get another game in because he he came back last week, Um, I I think you have to fade all three. Like, there's just not an option for you uh, when all three are on the field because we just see them not get over 13 carries, not break 70 yards, and who knows who's going to score, if anybody, in these games when they're all together. Yeah, and Johnny, I wanted to ask
0: you about Nick Boyle. Unfortunately, he's done for the season with a knee injury this queues up mark andrews now nick boyle had been that blocking tight end who had done a really good job at that role who had been seeing more of an uptick in past receptions as of late this would suggest now that those tight end targets are off the board for him those would be going to mark andrews do you think that's what's going to happen do you see andrews snap share percentage increasing with this nick boyle news or will the targets get distributed elsewhere
1: So. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see who they pull up. They didn't have another tight end in the game for Baltimore or, you know, on the uh, roster on Sunday night. So you did see an uptick in uh, routes ran and um, receptions for Mark Andrews. Uh, I do think that you will see some now. Will he get all of the Boyle uh, targets now? That is still up for debate. I mean, this guy was still leading the Baltimore Ravens and, and by This guy, I mean, Mark Andrews, was still leading the Baltimore Ravens in targets before this injury. So I do think that those uh, people who were holding out for Mark Andrews are going to uh, see a better second half of the season. We also have to remember he had one of the most difficult schedules uh, in the beginning as far as tight end schedules. And that really opens up the second half, especially with their defensive play. You know, defense is really reeling right now. They've got a lot of key injuries. So now that defense isn't going to be as uh, reliable and they, they might be either down in the, some of these games that they would have had a nice lead. They could have just socked it away. Um, so I do think there are better days ahead for for Mark Andrews, whether or not you will see the vast majority of these snaps and 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 uh, he'll be on the ra- or on the field uh, the vast majority of plays that is yet to be seen. We'll see it this week, but I do think it will definitely go up from the 60 percent that he was playing before. The
0: so playoff matchups you're looking forward to Mark Andrews. Just not as sure yet where it could go, but reasons to get excited.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whisper Nation, thanks for joining us here on this Friday afternoon. Love to have you with us here in the chats. Thank you for joining along. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. And if you haven't liked and subscribed to the channel and you like what you're hearing, go ahead and hit us with that like and subscribe. We'll do our best to get to all of the questions you have here, but we will be logging off here shortly after two o'clock Pacific time. So join our live show an hour and a half before kickoff on Sunday morning. Johnny, Travis going live on the YouTube channel, answering all of your lineup questions, discussing any of the recent updates before kickoff to help get you square, but we'll do our best to get through some of the ones in here. Um, Gaming JML. What's good. What's good. Thanks for joining us along here. He wants to know Alex Smith or Baker Mayfield strong Baker Mayfield or Alex Smith. This week,
2: love to say neither here, but since we can't, uh, I'm going to go with Alex Smith. I think that Alex Smith has 700 yards over his last two games. He's mm-hmm. got a decent matchup. Um, you know, yardage regression, which is a thing, positive yardage regression, which is a thing for quarterbacks. You know, if they throw a lot of yards, but they haven't thrown touchdowns, you should see the needle sweet swerve that way a little bit. Um, so I actually like Alex Smith here. And then Baker may feel like this offense just does not throw. That's not what they do. They want to line up and run the ball and that's what they're going to do. And the weather in Cleveland has just been so bad over the last three weeks. Um, I wouldn't want to bank on you having to have a good weather game here.
0: Yeah. Keep an eye on that weather, right? Uh, big time. We've got Nick Chubb coming back. You mentioned it. You said it perfectly. Um, it's a running team in Cleveland. they are going to have to keep throwing the ball over there in Washington Alberto Lopez asks Deontay Johnson or DJ Chark? Johnny you have strong feelings on this one I know you're invested in both of those players
1: yeah I would I would roll with Deontay Johnson over DJ Chark this week uh, both have really nice matchups but I am a little bit more concerned with the quarterback play uh, for Jacksonville as opposed to uh, Deontay's getting Ben Roethlisberger so
0: yeah man those four touchdowns from Big Ben last week when we thought he might not even play it was encouraging to see Reed Gettler asks, who do I start kicking? Koo or Randy Bullock? do
2: you going to start kick- kicking these guys, or he wants to start a
0: kicker? It could yeah, be bad. either. Maybe he'll clarify, Reed will, but I'm assuming which kicker do I start? Yeah. Koo or Randy Bullock? I'm starting Koo all the time right now, right? He's been like top three all season, and he's playing in – got a, a high-scoring matchup, or do you guys disagree?
2: No, I, that's the what I just checked was the over-under, and it's not off by much, but I, Atlanta has the higher over-under here, so I, I'd take uh, Young Wake, too, as well. Yadvir Pata
0: asks, should I start Taysom Hill over Brady? Brady's play Rams' tough D, and Hill plays weak Atlanta D. I know we'll get to the news here on Winston, getting backup reps to Taysom Hill with the Drew Brees absence, but can we trust Sean Payton? To keep Taysom Hill out, or are you? Are you? How would you feel? This is a weird question. This is such. I guess, a, kind of ask. Go ahead, Johnny.
1: This is such a joke that not Nitha's question, but it's such a joke that Taysom Hill is going to be the quarterback. This is, I like everyone and their mother can see Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback. He's a great athlete. He you use him all over the field, and you can, you can, player. yeah, he's an amazing football player. All, all due respect. You know, it's uh, I, I with all due respect, but he is not a good Yeah, he is not a good quarterback when you're throwing him if if they know oh he's gonna be throwing every single time, or you know, he's gonna be the quarterback on every single down. I I really suspect this to be Jameis, even though Jameis isn't the most reliable quarterback either. I definitely he has a better arm and is more accurate. I can't believe I just said that, uh, than Taysom Hill. Um so this is unbelievable. I will say if you if there is a little bit of a cheat code here that we haven't really talked about on the show, because in a lot of the leagues we are in, it is not this way, but definitely make sure uh, I know in like some ESPN leagues that Taysom Hill is actually a t- has a tight end designation. And I know that they could change that depending on the snap share. That's what they're saying. But as of right now, he's still a tight end position. So even if you're in like not a super flex league and you pick him up, you definitely play him because he'll get quarterback snaps and you get those points and he'll be putting up quarterback numbers uh, at the tight end position, which we all know is a a barren desert. So at least for one week, you're going to have an elite, elite tight end.
0: I think that's a great, great point. And anybody who listened and caught that, and if this applies to your platform, you just you better be subscribing to the Fantasy Whispers right now because that is such a true cheat code, one of the rare opportunities that happens. But for folks who are not in a league designating Taysom Hill as a tight end, I wouldn't – I correct me if I'm wrong here, boys, but you can't start a quarterback you don't know who's actually going to be playing. And I don't care if Sean Payton right now says Taysom Hill is our starter because he likes to play multiple quarterbacks anyways, and this is a prime situation to put them both in, keep them both going. So to the original question here, Tom Brady. Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, sorry. Even Drew Brees in the lineup wasn't somebody we were confident in each and every week. Yeah. So if we're going to go to the basis of like, are we confident in Drew Brees even against an Atlanta offense? Look, I I was streaming Winston in a few leagues where I had Josh Allen on buy. I liked the idea of it, but at this point you cannot trust it, and I would rather take Tom Brady as a favorite against the Rams. Um, and I know it's a tough matchup, but you got to take what you can do here. So um, and I and we know Brady's going to get a hundred percent of the QB snaps. God, you know, God willing.
0: And speaking of players that have multiple positional designations, Brett in the chat asks, would you guys start JD McKissick running back slash wide receiver, depending on your platform in Washington, or Damian Harris running back for the New England Patriots?
1: The PPR league. I think if this is a PPR league, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with McKissick. But if this is a standard league, I'm going to go Damian just because uh, Damian's consistently getting over 100 rushing yards, uh, and I think that they will continue to feed. I think that they've understood, like, okay, we need to run the ball and then use Cam as another running back, and that's how we're going to get, you know, sprinkle in some passes. But basically, I-, I think Damian Harris has done enough to really solidify his role And I think this is basically him and a Rex Burkhead. Now, he doesn't have the upside of maybe a touchdown because they pull him out for some reason. uh, And it's Cam and Rex Burkhead in the goal line uh, packages. But uh, I have more confidence in, you know, just the game. Whereas, like, McKissick, he has a low chance of scoring a touchdown as well. So...
2: Houston's such a great matchup, too. Like, it's just a really good matchup on paper for the Patriots to be able to run the ball against them. So mm -hmm. I would agree with Johnny on that. And I love the breakdown PPR versus standard as well because 14 and 15 targets to a running back is no joke, especially in PPR. So,
0: Well said. Moving into our news and nuggets here in Carolina, uh, Carolina's Teddy Bridgewater. Um, uh, They haven't given up on the idea that he could be playing this week. We saw that MCL sprain. He's not moving 100%, but he might be good enough if he's not in. Former XFL star P.J. Walker is going to be quarterbacking for the Carolina Panthers. Hey, Travi, how are you looking at this whole quarterback situation and how does Teddy Bridgewater playing on less than 100% or not playing in P.J. Walker, how are you feeling about that as a quarterback potential stream as well as the impact that has on the pass catchers and overall offense
2: yeah i, w- I wouldn't get anywhere near streaming i wasn't going to stream teddy bridgewater in this matchup even though it's kind of on paper okay he's just been so up and down so pj walker would not be somebody getting the nod i think you're tip my cap or i guess I should say headband to uh johnny here uh because we did the matchup show breakdown and he talked about how the only wide receiver actually you think like is worth a flex in this particular game might be DJ Moore just because of the explosivity that he has. He's been able to make big plays happen. But other than that, you're probably fading this wide receiving core uh, with P.J. Walker at the helm.
0: And speaking just on that note on there with DJ Moore, it's a weird one because you know how inconsistent he's been. But the last time I checked, he's like the wide receiver 13 or something there. So like high end wide receiver two, back end one, but not, not a vein. I guess they have kind of an equal... Nervous system fueling yeah. the whole fueling the whole offense. Um great breakdown there here. Joe Mixon, we talked about him. He's not going to be playing this week against the aforementioned Washington football team. Joe Mixon being out cues up Giovanni Bernard, but we've also seen Zach Pascal come in um and have some good work there. Is that did my brain just mess with me? Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I was like, Zach Pascal coming Zach in at running back over here.
2: I was like, damn, all right. Okay. Dangerous.
0: Dangerous. Yeah. Um, no, excuse me. But we know Sumage that they – Thank you. Samaj yeah. P. Ryan, who had a decently efficient week last week. This is still Giovanni Bernard taking over. But I see Gio's ceiling getting lowered a little bit because of the role Samaj P. Ryan looks to have carved out. Johnny, would you agree with that take, or how good are you feeling about the running back situation in Cle Or excuse me, in Cincinnati, and then um, as well as the rest of the playmakers for Cincinnati as well.
1: Yeah, I, de- I think you hit it uh, right there on the head, Giovanni. You're going to start if you need a flex option, but you're right; like he's been seeing his carries uh, get dwindled down, so uh, he isn't as confident of a start as he was before. Um, I think that this is going to be a game where Cincinnati's going to have to throw. And so I'm looking at pass catchers. I'm really liking T Higgins, really liking Tyler Boyd this week.
0: Patrick Breyer in the thread. What's going on? Patrick asks Travis Fulgham or Amari Cooper this week.
1: Travis, Travis you Fulgham. go with this one. Travis, you go with this one. I'm
2: going to, I probably go with Amari Cooper. I know it's a little gross, and Fulgham's been consistent, but last week scared me. Wentz scares me. The amount of weapons back in the Philly offense scares me off of that, um, what's going on there. And, yes, it's a great matchup against that Cleveland secondary, but, once again, the weather could play a factor, as we've seen over the last couple weeks there. So that'll be something to monitor, and I think it's just a lot cleaner with Andy Dalton coming back. Amari Cooper did see good targets with Dalton in that one game. We've seen a propensity for Dalton to pepper targets to guys that he likes. Um, so I'm going to bank in on that. And I think that's just a little bit more of a solid floor for me uh, with some upside too, with Cooper as well.
0: I think Amari is still the unquestioned one. I know CD lamb is really coming in at the rookie position. Galladay's over there as well. My concern with Fulgham is he's probably still the one, not, but he's but... <laughs> kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. but Rager looks really good too. And, They've got a whole host of other wide receivers that I know Alshon Jeffrey probably isn't a real threat, but I didn't think Travis Fulgham was a threat earlier this season either to be the lead dog over there in Philly. Um, Brett asks, he thanks us for the information here. Uh, he's leaning McKissick and PPR right on. Um, do you like starting Zeke this week over James Connor? I'd start James Connor. Is it a tough matchup I'll for
2: Pittsburgh? No,
1: and Jacksonville is who? Yeah, it's not. Um, it's so. It, I love it, a
2: situation where I could start them both. Yeah, I, mean, I, I honestly I'd, would. I'd love to know what your other options are because I think they're both decent plays this week. Yeah. Um, I think, based on the fact, I'll just go with this. Like, based on the fact that Minnesota is favored. Um, in that game against Dallas, I might lean towards Connor since they're going to be up and they're going to control the pace. Pittsburgh may, uh, you know, they're favored by 10. So that's, should be great, great game script for Connor. Um, I would go, maybe the edge goes to Connor there.
0: Talk to me a little bit about Andy Dalton's role on the Dallas Cowboys offense. We're expecting to have him come back this week. He's activated from the COVID-19 list and there doesn't really seem to be any hesitations that it's going to be Dalton, even though they haven't confirmed that yet. We were expecting Dalton to show up better than he has after Dak went down. People were saying this is the best backup in the NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick might have something to say about that now, but Andy Dalton didn't look great. He went down. He's coming back now. Is this anything to get excited about?
2: Um, I think if you have the other pieces uh, that you've got to be a little excited, you have to have some hope, you know, back to the fantasy football therapist role. Like you want to have some kind of hope here uh, with, Andy Dalton getting back to the to the realm here look we have one game sample size of him being really bad with the Cowboys and then a, a whole career or so with the the Cincinnati Bengals that showed like he can get it done for fantasy purposes and so I would just be excited a little bit about Zeke excited a little bit about Amari Cooper your CD Lamb stock is is rising a little bit you hope um, and so yeah I would have a little bit of faith I'm actually even streaming Dalton Schultz um in in a league just you know that this this Minnesota secondary is really bad and it's banged up and it's been it's been banged up for quite a while so there's some there's some hope I would say
0: (laughs) so maybe you're liking the the impact Dalton could have on the pieces but you're not yet feeling good about firing Dalton himself
2: I would have to see it man (laughs) that 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 Arizona game was it was bad news
0: right he should have done a lot more than he ended up doing Moving forward to another quarterback who's had some injuries dealing with this season, Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. He's questionable in week 11, dealing with a rib issue. He did practice Thursday and Friday. Looks like he's going to be in there playing, but does this mean you're going to want to play Locke, who's been in the conversation for streamability, as well as what does this do to Jerry Judy um, and the other playmakers over there? Maybe Noah Fant, who's working through his ankle injury as well. Johnny, do you want any part in the pass catchers or the offense for the Broncos this week right now and, and specifically related to Drew Locke?
1: No, I am I'm not. Uh, I think that if Drew Locke plays, it is going to be a long day for him. Um, he will at least have two picks, I will call that. Um, you're looking at Miami matchup. Miami is a really good defense. Um, and so uh, they get after the quarterback I think that um, if you have Miami's defense, you should look to start them. Um, and yeah, as far as the pass catchers go, you're downgrading all of them, uh, even including Noah Fant, unfortunately, because of the injury. But I, if there, if I had to start uh, someone from this game, though, it would be Noah Fant. I do feel most confident in him um, in this game. But yeah, I, I have concern about Jerry Judy and and Tim Patrick. Um, because they'll be locked up uh with like Xavier howard and uh and and Byron Jones, who have been just uh absolutely locking down corners, so yeah
2: yeah Miami's doing it in kind of the fundamental ways of a defense, get pressure and then lock it down on the corners, you know and they they do definitely they are susceptible, as Johnny said to tight end I'm a little bit concerned with Fant in the ankle and and the ribs and everything that he kind of keep he's lumbering around, but he's like still fighting through it, so he's tough <laughs> but toughness. Toughness doesn't really get us fantasy points, unfortunately.
0: I'm feeling like Noah Fant's floor is still pretty good based on the role on the offense and the other pieces the Broncos have, but I'm just not feeling as shiny about Noah Fant until he's back to 100% and gets to really use that physical dominance he holds. Um, But yeah, you're starting him based on opportunity, I think, alone. Patrick Breyer, uh, happy Friday to you as well, man. Happy Friday,
1: Friday, Gus. Yeah, and so
0: does Gus Ramos. What's up, Gus Ramos? Thanks for joining along. Good to see you here with us. Um, Patrick's asking about starting Mike Davis or Duke Johnson. Mike Davis filling in for CMC. Duke Johnson filling in for David Johnson. Trav, are you feeling any strong way about Mike Davis or Duke Johnson?
2: I knew what P.J. Walker was going to be able to do for this offense. I'd be a little bit more inclined to start Mike Davis. It is a great matchup against Detroit, and you really want to get a piece of that. But Davis himself has been declining. This offense is in flux with the quarterback situation. I think I'm going to roll with Duke Johnson here. I think I know what I'm getting out of Watson in the offense, and I know it's, you know, it's been a tough matchup earlier in the season on paper against the Patriots, but lately the Patriots have been gashed by running back. So I kind of like this matchup for Duke Johnson.
0: Moving over to Detroit, DeAndre Swift, who's looked so good as of late, took a hold of that backfield, doing it in all this the areas. John,
2: Johnny's going to need a moment on this
0: Yeah,
1: one. this one. I
0: know, and I'm, I'm dragging my words out because I'm coming to Johnny for this question. Um, he's not going to be playing in week 11. He was a full participant at Wednesday's practice, but has since been in the league's concussion protocol. We've got a week, short week ahead. Um, how does this impact the rest of the running backs and the offense, Johnny, please talk to us about the running back situation. And then uh, we'll jump over to Travis here for the wide receivers and quarterback.
1: First of all, we should be saying, how does this impact Matt Patricia and his job? Because how does your star running back get a concussion in practice? Not in a game, in a practice. This is (laughs) unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I could not believe this news, and like it. What also sucks on top of it was the news comes out on a Wednesday that he has a concussion, and uh, so unusual that a player gets a concussion in practice that you were like, "Oh, is this like really a concussion, or is there maybe at his head?" And they're like dealing with. So you didn't know. So for the for people who were on pause for yesterday for like Edmonds and, and Drake, you know, I'm not saying any eyes, but you know, pointing my finger over here. Uh I you had no idea. And then it comes out today, yep, yeah, he not only not only is he gonna miss this game, and you know, the uh, one of the juiciest matchups he's had on his whole entire slate, but he could miss next week now because he again gets practice or gets a concussion on a Wednesday practice. And you look out a week later and they're playing again in Thanksgiving. So you're taking out one of the best running backs that's like really been uh, exciting over the last week. He was going to lead people to championship glory. I mean, he still could, but now it's going to delay a couple of weeks. And now you got to get in. Unbelievable. And now you got to turn over the keys. Not not only that, but now you got to turn over the keys to like uh you know a ninety a 1990 Honda uh Civic over here, and uh you know like a I don't know a Prius and freaking uh it's just now it's terrible. You can't start carry on. (laughs) You can't start carry on Johnson. You can't start Adrian Peterson uh because they're gonna probably split carries and they both look terrible. And so this is just the worst news ever. And now you got Matthew Stafford dealing with that thumb injury. This is just the worst news. This is the worst day ever.
0: Johnny, if you had – thank you for that. If you had to start Adrian Peterson or Kerryon Johnson, which what?
1: Can I bench – can I go with no one? Can I start no yes, one? You can't. You started this podcast. No, that's man. A, that's not a – I would start – I would probably start Adrian Peterson because he'll get the rushing – Although I, I have a sneaky suspicion this is going to be a mega carry on Johnson day for some weird, I don't know. But I, I would say I do think if I had to put my money on it, it would be Adrian Peterson. But it's still gross. It's not fun anymore. like
0: and how about on the pass catching side of the ball? We know that Matt Stafford's been dealing with a thumb. He's a, he's, Matt Stafford, give him credit where credit's due. He's a tough-ass dude. But he is dealing with a hand issue. It's not going to keep him off the field, it doesn't look like. He's been a pretty darn good fantasy quarterback, and he was last week. How are you feeling about Matt Stafford, along with Kenny Galladay being out and the impact that makes on the wide receivers, Marvin Jones included?
2: Yeah, it'd be a little shaky to go ahead and start uh, Matt Stafford. I understand that you he has been tough, but uh, the thumb injury uh, would scare me a little bit. Um, if carry on, or if uh, Swift was healthy for this game, I could really see them just relying on the run as much as possible and dink and dunk with Swift. But... That does make it a little interesting if they feel like they're going to be able to do that. Carolina has statistically been a uh, pass or a run-funnel defense because they've been so bad against the run that people don't tend to pass on them as much, except for, you know, last week Brady did it, and then the Chiefs have done it too. Um, so I think it, it can happen for Stafford. You know, I'm looking at some other matchups at quarterback but before I look at Stafford. I'm looking at like even a Cam Newton, who's in a nice matchup against Houston over a Matt Stafford, so things like that. Um, that You'll have a rushing floor because I could easily see this either one, they hand the ball off a ton and they just don't throw it a bunch or he gets re-injured. Like uh, the thumb gets dinged up in some way, shape or form. uh, And that would be really scary for me. So not really trusting uh, Matt Stafford. And I think that would extend out to Marvin Jones with Kenny Galladay out. T.J. Hawkinson does have my interest. um, If he he goes, as always, I think T.J. Hawkinson's a mainstay, especially with the way tight end works.
0: Breakdown there, big Travi, um, and I want to ask you actually this question here, Travi, before I jump over to Johnny, touching in on some Jacksonville updates. But Garrett, Crum Ryan, thanks for joining us, Garrett. Asking about Noah Fant or Dalton Schultz. I know you've rostered both of them in some leagues, and you talked about them earlier, Travi. Who would you rather start this week, Noah Fant or Dalton Schultz?
2: I'm still going to roll with Fant. I think you talked a little bit about his floor earlier, and I, and I'm a I'm a fan of uh, Fant. You know, mainstay in the offense when he's there. You just got to hope he could somehow get a touchdown in this one. Uh, Schultz is just dealing with the unknown that is Andy Dalton. And there were some good um, targets for him uh, in that Monday night game. So I, I'm hopeful of that, but I still think Fance the better talent here and the guy you're going to trust uh, in this matchup.
0: Well said Johnny over in Jacksonville coach. Doug Marone said Gardner Minshew. He's not going to return. Um, but he could be coming back kind of soon. And we've also got LaVisca Chenault, who is certified out week 11. How are you feeling about DJ Chark, uh, James Robinson, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, but it's looking like it's not a big deal. Are you excited about the playmakers here, the big ones in James Robinson and DJ Chark this week? Or are you going to be fading on that, given that um, given the quarterback news and the injuries?
1: Uh, we, we've talked about this on our matchup show. Uh, we talked about... Uh, James Robinson is going to get a vol he's a volume play. You look at what they've done over the last two games since they've turned the ball over to Jake Luton. Uh and he's gotten twenty seven touches and twenty eight touches. So I expect him just on a pure volume play. It's not the greatest matchup once again. Uh the Steelers are one of the best uh run defenses, or they give up the least amount of points to opposing fantasy running backs. But on pure volume alone, it's hard to say that you know. Given twenty-seven touches, um, it, that you can't get some kind of value from that. So I, I would still go with James Robinson, uh, DJ Chark. I I understand if you have other options, uh, then I would probably look elsewhere. If you you know, because the matchup you can pass on Pittsburgh, but once again, um, Pittsburgh might know. You know, they know now that with Lavisca Chanel out. Um, I could actually see this being a little bit more uh, continue that Cole uh, Keelan Cole games. Um, we've seen him get ma- majorly targeted with LaVisca Chanel out last week. He got like 80 uh, percent of the, the targets over there for Jacksonville. So I think with teams knowing that they only really have to start shut down James Robinson and DJ Chark. It's allowing for these other players to kind of have OK games. But I don't feel confident in starting Cole. Or Keelan Cole this week. And I think that I think DJ Chark is more of a flex play.
0: Good breakdown there. Here in the chat, Ilias Giftopoulos, great, great name there. Thanks for joining us. Asking about his flex start, six person league, full of bums. Taysom (laughs) Hill or Aaron Jones at flex. I'm assuming you've either got him in a tight end spot or a super flex situation. You got to start Taysom Hill. In your flex spot, right this week potentially starting. Again, we haven't seen it. Aaron Jones is amazing, having opportunity to start a quarterback though. In your potential flex, am I missing anything here? Saying that Hill's the right choice? Yeah, you're right. Okay. I I, just, I, 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 I will.
1: Here's a, here's what I'll say. Like on that whole thing, uh, one of my very first uh, championships came on like a technicality like this. Uh, Joe Webb was a uh, quarterback and a receiver for Minnesota, and it came down championship week, and they you needed a fill-in. They, I think Culpepper went down or something, or McNabb went down, and Joe Webb was the only other quarterback on the on the roster, and so I, I, I put that. him in as my wide receiver, and I had two quarterbacks that week, and it ended up, ended up winning me a game, uh, winning me the championship. So
2: Reminds me of uh, Terrell Pryor for Cleveland. Mm. Uh, they had him running at QB there for a couple games. Oh, well, that's right.
1: That's right.
2: Okay, some Hill truthers will not want to hear Terrell Pryor because it was not a pretty
1: sight.
0: I want to talk a little bit about Kansas City. We've got a lot of weird question marks, and we need to sort this through a little bit here. Help me out, boys. CEH was held out of Thursday's practice with an illness. As of now, there's no indication it's COVID-related. Daryl Williams was out as well, though. So we got Le'Veon Bell and Darwin Thompson. as only the healthy backs. That could change by Sunday. We've also got some question marks, though, with the wide receiver position given Sammy Watkins. Um, given Sammy Watkins's hamstring has been lingering with him, and we've also got uh, Demarcus Robinson, who could be getting a benefit with Meikle Hardman on the COVID list. Um, how are you looking at this in the short-term, long-term? What what does what, is, what are the pieces we should be looking at in Kansas City as we're getting closer to the playoffs?
1: Travis, uh, Johnny. Johnny. Was... <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I, I thought that was Johnny.
1: My bad. Uh, oh no worries. Uh, I I guess I'll jump in here. Um, I I do think that uh, it does it definitely is a little bit bummer for those of us who are really kind of hoping of the Mikel Hardman breakout. Uh, it definitely does only seem like he's a handcuff uh, in case Tyreek Hill, anything happens there. Uh, Sammy is a little interesting. I was looking at him. He's seen um a decent amount of targets when he's played, but it's all uh, the underneath stuff. So he's not getting the bigger, uh, the bigger plays. So I feel like his upside is a little bit capped. Um, And then Robinson, I think continues to be uh, uh, that third option. I don't know if I would be starting him either uh, in this game. It would, it would mostly be Tyree kill. I, you know, definitely monitor the running back position there uh, with Levy. I think if, if, ch doesn't end up going i think Le'Veon bell would get the bulk of the carries there and the bulk of the touches
2: they said C, they said ch is good to go i think oh they, he is uh, okay yeah, yeah that's think what I... they announced that he's, he's good to go okay but, but yeah i would agree with johnny it's it's weird with McCole hardman because like johnny said you are bummed because we thought any one of any injury in the passing attack would get it done for Nicole and kind of vault him into this you know weak winning option. But yeah, I think Johnny hit it right there when he says it's more of a handcuff for Tyreek Hill. And I would say even if maybe a Travis Kelsey injury happened, maybe you'd see more Mikael Hardman um, action and love. But this is, you know, Patrick Mahomes knows how his bread is buttered. You know, it's through the run game. It's going to Travis Kelsey and it's going deep to Tyreek Hill. And that's how they get this thing done. And and they're going to continue to do that. The other pieces are just kind of interchangeable week to week.
0: Speaking of interchange. Speaking of interchangeable, the Los Angeles Chargers have had a lot of running backs. They've fed a lot of different touches. Right now, Kalen Balaj is their workhorse, and he has not really disappointed. Boy, this is a weird situation. The former punchline of too many fantasy football jokes is the starting running back for Los Angeles. Johnny, you've had a lot to say about Kalen Balaj over the years. What do you have to say about him right now? And that's in no way shedding any throwing any shade at you in the past. No, I, it's a crazy situation. How are we evaluating Kalen Balazs in 2020 with the Chargers?
1: Listen, I don't take anything personally with the Kalen Balazs thing because <laughs> it's, it was all Adam fault. It was all Adam Gase. So I strictly blame Adam Gase. I'll continue to do that. And I will continue to uh, point the finger and say how does this guy still have a job when it's clear and obvious that the worst football player in the history of football goes to another team and actually <laughs> starts producing I, and you still have a job. I, that just baffles me. It, it, it's so clear and obvious that Adam Gase is the worst coach uh, that or just the person to be around football. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, so Kalen Balazs this week. You're starting him. Uh, I I feel confident in playing him. I cannot believe I'm saying that. That is wild. Uh, his touches are um, unfortunately aren't going to be. A, it's not just going to be the Caleb Blas show. You'll still see some Kelly in there. I thought maybe Pope would get some action this last week, but he didn't get any carries. So uh, yeah, it's it doesn't feel good starting Blas. Uh, it's a little bit cringy, but he's getting the job done. And until. Eckler comes back which we don't even know when that will be it's looking like bellage could continue to help win you weeks and that's what you got to do over these last few weeks especially if you have to get in you got to take the names away from these players and you just got to be able to say can i look at the tape are they going to get the job done are they going to get me the points or and and not go with the cute route you got to go with what you know and can get you fantasy points and say what we want to say you know as much as i want to make fun of Caden Balage, he's getting it done he's getting points uh so yeah
0: so we've got two more teams to jump into the news nuggets for we've got the eagles and then we've got tampa bay uh, and if we've got any other questions popping up from Whisper Nation, please be sure to ask. And if we don't get to your questions or you don't have a chance to offer it up, be sure to join us an hour and a half before kickoff on Sunday for our live YouTube show, answering all of your lineup questions, going over any recent updates to help you get ready for those last-minute lineup adjustments before the games begin on Sunday. But Big Travi, Philadelphia has had so many different players at so many different positions coming in tight end, wide receiver, running back, um, this week, we are looking at Rager and Fulgham being in the field. We had Alshon Jeffrey activated, but he didn't do anything. We've got Zach Ertz, who's getting better, but still not ready. Dallas Godert is going to be the tight end still. And running back situations, Miles Sanders came back, looked good. Corey Clement was just placed on the COVID-19 list, along with Arsega Whiteside and defensive end Vinnie Curry, um, which is going to leave Miles Sanders in Boston Scott. How are you evaluating the playmakers from a fantasy perspective this week for the eagles
2: yeah um, this is a great matchup on paper cleveland is a terrible secondary they've been getting roasted you should be able to take out uh, your player you should be able to put your players in your lineup and go after that secondary the problem is is that all these injuries you've mentioned all this you know carousel of players hasn't been at the right position which is quarterback because right now You are wishing that they'd have a different quarterback at this point, because Carson Wentz just looks God awful over the last couple of weeks. Um, And, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a knee jerk reaction and he's obviously probably good, but I think it's just frustrating. And it, what it does is it it gives you no trust in some of these weapons. Like you just can't trust mostly the pass catchers. I think Dallas Goddard's a decent play against Cleveland um, just from our historical route, not from the last two weeks, you don't feel confident in it, but like, From a historical route with this offense under Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, they love their tight ends. And so you should be able to trust in Dallas Goddard this week. And I think if you're going to take a dart throw on any of those pass catchers, it's Jalen Rieger to me. I think Rieger's been – his snap share's gone up, his target share's gone up the last couple weeks, and he's a big play threat. I mean, this guy stretches the field. We talk about Henry Ruggs being the fastest clocked, you know, official guy in the draft. But Jalen Rieger had a, his own unofficial timing that clocked in faster than Ruggs' um, on his own workout video. Now he could have doctored the video or something. But that's just – it's just a to, to remind people of the playmaking ability that Rieger has uh, under fat. the hood. Yeah.
0: Great breakdown over there. A couple questions here before we talk about Johnny's boy, Antonio Brown. Alex2020 asks, Kalen Balazs or Mike Davis? That's a good question.
2: Thumbs up for Kalen Balage. Yeah, I would give I would give it to Balage, I think.
0: You like Balaj over Mike Davis? Yeah, it-
2: unfortunately the, ma- the matchup's great. I just I Herbert's got that offense humming. I, I'd be trusting in that offense. The looks that, that Balaj is gonna get.
0: Good to see Darius Rice. He sent a DM in Instagram. Um we'll be following up with you. Have no fear, Darius Rice, on that. Only fear Adam GaSe, as we said. Yeah. uh Dylan can't shoot. Ask Taysom Hill or Andrews. Assuming that's Mark Andrews. Taysom Hill. Cheat code. Anywhere you can start Taysom Hill in a non-quarterback position, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it this week. Yeah. Even if just do it. Do it this
2: week that's and don't feel a, bad about it. Such just sneaky suspicion that this is a trap, dude. Like he's gonna run like three plays and. <laughs> bottom out your roster
1: no it's worth the risk because the upside is so much the upside is quarterback numbers of 25 points and you're not going to get
0: 100 yeah so rounding it out here antonio brown he destroyed an hoa security camera something like that he is under review by the nfl these actions along with the local hoa are taking a look through their county bylaws but we've got uh uh, Bruce Arian's coming out saying that he will be, they will move on from Antonio Brown as soon as the wide receiver is not a model citizen. A model citizen is one of those things of like, it's a fraction of the time. One out of 10 is a fraction. 10 out of one is a fraction. It doesn't mean anything. One is 10%, mm-hmm. one is 10,000%. Doesn't mean anything. A model citizen, modeling after what? I don't know what that means. But Johnny, Antonio Brown, he's came in, he's been playing. You and I had an over under bet of three games kind of he's flirting with that mark yeah right it's, uh, it's right there how are you, are you how are you feeling about him right now and rest of season
1: i think this is hilarious i think that people are just trying to find news about stuff like this is ridiculous like how many he's i oh my gosh it's like like hold on hold on hold on hold on creating news. hold on hold on if, you didn't do, if, do that uh, on a weekly uh, basis, bro. You just uh, go and smash the. No, I'm not saying that. But how many stories have I can pull up? So many stories of of NBA players or NFL players that yeah, they break windows or they like get in fights and like all this stuff. And like for the vast majority of them, it's no big deal. It's a you know you 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 hear the story. It's like this thing that goes. But because it's Antonio Brown, we're making it a bigger deal because it's. Who hold on yeah, the right the reality hold on right the reality of the story is we don't know we don't know what what is it did he did he accidentally swing out too far and hit a camera hit the hit the camera what did like we don't know we're, we 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 don't Annie, know the exact the, no I'm just saying Johnny, I did, Johnny, the wow. Antonio,
2: Johnny the Antonio Brown uh, apologist. I love it I love the role you're playing today here here's <laughs> it, the bottom line here. Two things. To Johnny's point, Bruce Arians came out and said they already knew about this, and that we need to quit beating the dead horse here because we had this was part of their evaluation. It happened before he was signed. They knew that was going to happen. But to Austin's point and to most people's point, like you're under a microscope, dude. So like you don't get the benefit of the doubt to be like, hey. You guys shouldn't keep talking about these things. No, that's exactly what we're going to do because you made your choice to be this guy and to, you know, you've made your choices and you have to live with those choices and you have to be whatever a model citizen is. You've got to try and be the best version of yourself because now you are under a microscope for your football life. Um, and so I, I think there's a little truth to both, to both angles here.
0: If the binary line is destructive, unstable person, and we're on either yes, an un- a destructive, unstable person, or no, we're not a destructive, unstable person, would breaking a Homeowners Association security camera fall in the, I'm an unstable, destructive person, or would it fall in the, I'm
1: totally stable, and not a destructive person? How do, how do, what, hold on, First of all, Okay, so that's we the don't, answer. We don't, yes. hold on, we don't know how the camera was destroyed. Like, what if, it, I like I said, what if it was a complete accident? It was, it's a complete accident that you... Uh, he could have accidentally hit the the security camera, and we're making once again it's an accident. Then people just assume. What? But, but what? Which, what do we say when 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 you assume things? Uh, we all know that phrase. Uh, we when we assume things, we just are just putting it because it's based on his character in the past. We don't know. We don't know the story of what happened. What he he just swung too far left oh, and accidentally. Gosh, boom. Man.
0: He was awful forever, and now he's good. Like, you can't use somebody's past to make a determining factor about their future. That's like, not
1: – no. I When I can see the incident – now, if I go and watch the camera incident, and it shows him going up to the camera and trying to, like, punk the camera and then, like, punch it, then it's like, okay, that's different story. That's – he's – okay, that's an anger. But – Like I said, if it was like he was driving his car, actually took a a far swung a little too left or far out and actually clipped the camera, which destroyed it. It's like, okay, come on. What are we really trying to get at here? Are we really trying to create a story or are we just doing this to, you know, like I said, create a story, which we are. Um, That's what I, I don't know yet. I haven't seen the footage. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he punked the camera. Or if it was a white, you know, accidentally hitting. We're just
0: asking questions. Johnny Game Time it. legal advice coming your way. If you haven't subscribed to the Fantasy Whispers yet, log on to Johnny Game Time's legal advice. He's got all. He's got you covered, man.
2: <laughs> Get him as your lawyer. It, it could be. anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's more like. Uh, I mean, at this point, I I just love that Johnny wants to see the good in everyone. He just wants to say, hey, look. Too. You know, look like. Uh, he's right. You have this track have record any. of being a degenerate, but I think I believe you that. You accidentally broke this camera. You didn't just, like, do something, you know. There's no way you're maniacal. You're a chase man. You live with Tom Brady now. You eat avocado ice cream. You're a good dude. We get you're it. Dude. You're a good dude, for sure. For sure. This
0: is just – they shouldn't have put that camera
1: out that far. Next, we're going to hear that, oh, Antonio Brown destroyed the avocado ice cream container that Tom Brady left out. What, are they going to drop him now? Depends on how he destroyed it.
0: Well, that's day. Touchdown
1: celebration. That's what I would call. Touchdown if you haven't
0: liked and subscribed, please do so. And be sure to join the pre kickoff show 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday morning. Have all of your lineup questions answered and just shoot the stuff here before we get ready for kickoff.
2: Boys, Kyle punches needs- a, a Kyle punches drywall. Johnny blames the drywall. <laughs> Drywall's fault, dude. Just looking at him, wrong.
1: Right. No, dude. Okay, so Jacob Lay says he threw a bike or something. What if he was ghost riding the whip and it just ran into the camera? Is that his fault?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that would be his fault. Ghost riding a bike. Yes.
2: Negligence.
1: Hey, dude, That's it was, totally it was ghost fault. riding the whip.
2: Alright, Whisper Nation, we love you. We Until- love you, boys and girls. See you soon. Peace. <laughs>